Welcome to The Sweat Room, a podcast of Watermark Wesleyan Church. Get it, got it, give it. Here in The Sweat Room, we dive into today's questions about sports and faith. And now, here's your hosts, Noah and Bjorn. Welcome to The Sweat Room, everybody. We're so happy that you've tuned in today for part two of our interview with Lorenzo Bjorn. Tell us a little about it and what's going on in the future as well. Yeah, so today we will get to finish up the part two of our interview with Lorenzo Alexander, who is a former Pro Bowl linebacker in the NFL and played for the Buffalo Bills at the end of his career. And we're so excited for you to tune into that. If you have missed part one, we encourage you to check that out, give that a listen. And if you have not yet followed, subscribed, rated, and reviewed this podcast, we would really encourage you to do so. That would help us out a lot, and it would also help others be able to find this podcast in the future and listen as well. Now. For future guests, we want to give you a little teaser here. We will be interviewing in the future Reed Ferguson, Buffalo Bills long snapper, current, also captain of the team. We'll be interviewing Dalton Reisner, starting lineman for the Denver Broncos. Go Broncos. Second year. Oh, man. Yeah, you'll hear a little bit of that. <laughs> go Bills. Go Bills. Come on. And the third person that we will tell you about is the New York Yankees chaplain, George McGovern. He's on the podcast, and we get to see a little bit into the MLB. So that's for the future. But before we get too out of hand with that, let's jump into this part two with Lorenzo Alexander. So what's your anchor Bible verse? What's your go-to? I've had a, a few of them. Um, and I, I would say my, my two of them that I always, you know, try to, you know, center myself and it really helps me is um, – God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Um, obviously, in a, in a world with that is so, I don't know, sinful, uh, you know, corrupt in a lot of different ways, um, you can live your life of, of worry, fear, and regret. And that's not who, who we are. That's not the spirit that we are connected to. And so I try, that, that just reminds me of, when I'm about to go approach a task or relate to somebody or speak to somebody to lead with love, uh, to lead with the power of God that he's given me, uh, you know, to lead with a sound mind um, and really utilize those traits to help allow God to, to live through me. Because it's hard for God to show up when, you, when you're worrying and fearful. And it's not that he's, mm. He's not there. You've just moved far from him. And so people can't see him in relation to you when you have those things kind of coming out of you or you lead with those. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other one is faith without works is dead. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, not that my works are going to validate, you know, my worth to Christ or anything, but it, it, it for me, when I have a great relationship, when I'm tied to Christ, when I'm, when I'm in my word, I'm, I'm in my small group, the, the fruit that I'm producing, um, love, joy, peace, kindness, uh, patience, you can see it in, in, in my daily works that I'm doing mm. and how productive and how productive they are. And so um, it just, it, it more validates that I am drawing near the Christ versus you know how good i am and so i really try to use both of those in different aspects of my life because oftentimes like i mentioned you know a few minutes ago we, we we 
when things are easy and you're in a good place, you kind of drift. And there's always telltale signs of, of you starting to drift. You know, how you speak, some of the thoughts you may be having, uh, some of the interactions. And so I try to use that as a barometer to say, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, I, I feel myself drifting. Let me, let me go pull myself back to, towards my anchor and, and lock back in. Um, so I don't, I don't have an extended period of complacency. Because it happens, but you have to be aware enough to catch yourself. And then on top of that, have people around you that, that know you well enough that can help you, you know, kind of shift back as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, you know, I, I've loved, you know, you know, hearing this and, and as a, you know, I, I moved to Buffalo like two years ago and, and I, you know, I've been a Bills fan before then. And, and that's something that I, before I, before I knew you, before I moved to Buffalo, like, you know, I could see that. I, I knew there was something different. Like, I, you know, as, as a fan, like I looked up to you, you know, when, when I'd see you play, you know, when I'd hear you in the, you know, huddle before the game, run out of the tunnel, like, like, you know, you could see something different. And so, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm proud of that. I'm proud of you just as a Bills fan that, that I can see that and the world can see that and that we can see, you know, what you've learned throughout your 15 years in the NFL and throughout your life, you know, we can, we can see that. And, and, uh, you know, sure. I, I see that as, you know, there, there's a reason that, they nominated you for, you know, Walter Payton man of the year. There's a reason that, you know, your kids are, are phenomenal kids because like you're a great mentor, great father. And, and we're just, you know, we're proud of that to, to have you. And, you know, I guess, you know, looking forward from here, you know, your time in the NFL is done at least for now, who knows what the future holds, but yeah. what are you, what are you looking to do next? You know, now that, now that you're not playing anymore, like what's, you yeah. know, what, what's, what's Lorenzo going to do next? Well, I've always, I think, had a, a passion um, of serving, uh, particularly young, young men, because um, I think we have a lack of uh, leadership or, I don't know, pipeline of, of leadership of young men that have a great foundation um, because, you know, playing in the NFL, you, you, you're around some great dudes, obviously, that are very talented. And I always, and I, I think I've come to realize that we have a lot of young men in our league or men in our league with a lot of boyish characteristics um, and a lack of discipline and, and understanding. And so if I sure. can fill that gap at a much younger age, and so, I, you know, I gravitate to middle school, high school kids. And, and so I'm trying to come up with different ways to whether if I'm a coach or even mentoring in that aspect that's really what I want to do. Or even on the NFL level, you know, I've talked to the Bills. I've talked to a couple of other companies to where they're dealing with young athletes or obviously the Bills, the rookies, where I'm coming in and being part of that player development team and just helping guys see the bigger picture. Um, and so that's one of my things that I'm, that I'm really into. And then obviously doing broadcasting, talking about the game, staying around the game. And that's really, you know, selfishly still giving me a platform so that I can serve because right. you, the NFL is, is unique. So you, you're around people, you have relationships, resources to when then you can give back to kids and help and families and help fill the gap. Um, it just, it just fast tracks everything. And so if I can continue to maintain that, do that thing. And then, and then at the end of the day, my number one priority is, is to, to be a husband and father. So everything I do, as this is my off season, because I'm done playing ball, and as I mentioned earlier, I'm making everything um, 
than I do around my family. And so I want to be able to coach my kids. I want to be able to take trips with my wives and, and not worry about, okay, do, do, does daddy have to work tomorrow? Um, and so whatever I do is going to be flexible enough to where I can do those things um, year round, you know, whatever sport they're in, I could be at games. Cause when I grew up, my mom was at every single game that I ever played. And so I want to be able to emulate those same things now that I am retired, you know, in the sense of playing football. And now that we have the financial freedom, I don't have to do things because I'm trying to provide. I can do things for purpose. And my main purpose is being a dad and being a leader in this household. And so that's where my number one job will be, you know, kind of moving forward. And, and I'll build things around that that help build that up. Mm, that's so good. If you were to go back to your younger days and your younger self, um, what, would you, what would you give the advice to, like, what you know now to aspiring yeah. to look up to you? So there's a couple of things uh, that I've kind of been thinking about. I, I would say the number one thing would, would be understand the difference between being complacent and content. Um, we're all going to be gifted at different levels and given certain roles within whatever, wherever we find ourselves, whatever team, whether you're a starter, backup player, um, coming off the bench, whatever that means. Maybe you get cut and you don't make a team kind of similar to Michael Jordan. Mm. And so um, I'm content in where I'm at, right? I, I'm content in who I am, um, who God has purposed me to be, but I'm not necessarily complacent, and that doesn't mean I stop working. And so mm. I'm content. Amen. I think content allows you to be a great teammate still and not be envious or jealous of where somebody else is because we're all uniquely, like I said before, uniquely gifted differently in a lot of ways, but complacency will allow you to make, stay there. And so if you're not complacent, you'll learn how to work hard, um, mm. you know, continue to grow, achieve, um, and then things will change. But always just being content with God has blessed you with and, and where, where you're at and try to learn from that certain situation. Um, I would also say, which, I, which I've already met, mentioned, is don't try to be great just in – don't compartmentalize your greatness, right? And so just don't be a great basketball player, a great football player, or a great student. Try to be a great person, a human being. Um, and the only way we can truly achieve that is developing a relationship, not religion, a relationship with Christ. Um, and so, um, that's what I would say, because once you have a great relationship with Christ, you become a, you become a better person and everything else you do, care if it's basketball, being a father, uh, being a son or a daughter, uh, you're just going to be better at it because you're going to be connected to a, a power that's much greater than you. And, and that's going to produce things that apart from him, you wouldn't be able to do, or you wouldn't be able to do at a certain level. Right. Cause people always say, well, I'm a good person. And it may be true, but you could be operating at a, such a, much higher ability than where you're at. So don't, so don't right, be complacent, right. right? You know, that ties in. Don't be complacent, totally. right? <laughs> totally. And then um, lastly, I would, you know, these are kind of, you know, three, you know, fundamental or foundational principles I would always try to bake in is, is humility because always having an open heart of I can, I can gain something new or have a gain a different perspective, you know, even when we're like reading scriptures, right? I, I was, uh, somebody was preaching on um, the four different soils, right? The four different soils you can, that you can throw seed 
going. I was like, man, I heard this message already. And I had to be intentional. Like, man, oh, whoa, whoa. Hold on, hold on. I may get something new. This dude has a different perspective than I've ever heard. Yeah. So I may get something new out of it this time. Let me lock back in and not drift, right? And I think we tend to do that. Uh, you know, we have coaches talking about the same fundamental. Oh, well, you know, let me just check out. I know this. I know this play. I know I know what this looks like. We've been here before. Instead of trying to receive a different perspective or hear something that you might not have heard before and add it to you. Um, and you may not always get something out of it, but at least your heart is open to receive something new. And then on top of that, I would say, don't tie success of that person to you receiving something from them, right? And so a lot of times if, you know, ooh, Lorenzo Alexander's telling me something, oh, I'm going to listen because he played in the league for 15 years. Well, there may be a coach maybe in his first or second year that has something that he can offer to you as well. And I can remember uh, get, I get massages every week, right? And so, you know, make sure my body's feeling good. And I normally try, I try to find somebody that's really good, work with athletes. And so this particular week, the person I normally use wasn't available. So I had to go to Massage Envy and this hit or miss in Massage Envy. Hey, I, I use Massage Envy. I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was somebody I was unfamiliar with, really didn't know. And so they were, you know, doing their work. And I was like, man, this is kind of weak. And then they say something like, hey, bro, hey, bro your, your, your hamstring's a little tight, man. You might want to get that looked at. I'm like, man, what does this dude know? And uh, go to tell it in that game, I ended up pulling my hamstring two days later, uh, right? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. I should listen to that dude. So ever since then, I don't really care. You know, kind of like Timothy being young, why are people going to listen to you? I mean, I, I kind of mm. have that mindset. I don't care who who's going to say it or if, if it looked like it's somebody. God has put something on their heart to give to me. And so I'm, gonna, I'm going to take it in and at least – take note of it and maybe address it. If something's of it, okay, let me address it. If not, then I'll just kind of move on. And then lastly, once you've received, um, I guess so, then that leads to me relationships, right? So you want to put great people around you so that you can pull things from them, their lives and stuff to help maybe fast track your ability mm -hmm. to impact the next person, um, maybe to grow a little faster. Obviously, that's why we have parents so we don't make the same mistakes, even though kids, for whatever reason, I would want them that don't want to listen to their parents, even though they've done the exact same thing you have. <laughs> uh, but people in your life that, that, that you can take from. And then lastly, once you have received all this wisdom and information and got these great relationships with people, don't be a hoarder of them. Be a servant and give mm. it freely to the people behind you, people you come in contact with. Um, and it doesn't always have to be money. I think people, you know, sir, oh, I'm going to give some money. You know, give your time and, and give up mm. yourself. Um, That's good. Because the best relationship I probably ever had with one of my teammates came out of serving. Um, I, was a, I was a second year player. He was a rookie. And he was talking about just in casual conversation, cutting his grass, and not cutting his grass, seeding his lawn, which, I mean, is, if you ever had to do that, it's a, it's an ordeal, and he had a pretty big yard. Like, dude, I'll come and help you. And just out of that, um, serving him, like, he eventually became uh, the godfather of one of my kids. And so it can wow. lead, service can lead to yeah. so much. And, um, and so those are kind of like the three principles. So those are kind of the things I would impart. I know that's a lot, but you can cut this thing up and re-listen to this message and, and kind of see where you can add it to your life.
No, this is a rich conversation, yeah, Lorenzo. You're yeah, killing yeah, it, man. Yeah, I, right. And I'm just talking about like your listeners. Like, ooh, that's a lot of information. You know, <laughs> it's not like I learned all of that overnight. And sometimes yeah. you have to take those things um, incrementally and just kind of apply it, you know, maybe one at a time. I, so, so for our listeners, how would you well. summarize just just summarize maybe one more time those three points, maybe in three sentences? So yeah, so I mean, it, it comes down to having a, a, a humble heart, being open to receive information. Um, it comes down to being intentional about building healthy relationships, and then at the end of the day, serving one another. Um, so good. I'll put that on a plaque. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so and that's what it's all about. And if you can always, I think if you if you want to have a fruitful life, if you can always come back to those three things. Um, obviously, with the, in your walk with Christ, is is it's going to be monumental as far as the impact that you have. Totally. Um, on your immediate community, people around you, people that you don't even realize that are looking at you. Um, on their lives. Yeah, that's, that's so good. And I, you know, I, I know for me, just talking to you here, like I'm learning so much and I'm still a, I'm still a young guy. I have still so much to learn, but I, I love the, the thing that I think I took away the most from, from just listening to you and, and some of your experiences is that like, we're always learning, we're always growing. We're always in that phase of, you know, trying to be a better man, trying to be a better husband. And if right. sports can get us there, great. You know, if our relationships with people can get us there, then great. And I think that's, you know, that's such a great posture to look at life is like, all right, life has given me this platform, whatever that is, whether I'm a starter or whether I'm sitting on the bench, whether I get cut right. or whether I'm, you know, maybe I'm a musician, maybe I'm a singer, maybe I'm, you know, I don't know, maybe I, you know, maybe I cut grass, maybe I'm, a, you know, doing that. Right. It's like, that's the platform God is giving you. Those are the gifts and abilities. You know, what is he teaching you through that? How are you learning? Yeah. And that's yeah. been so powerful for me. Like I, you know, I played sports all growing up. Soccer was my main sport, but I was never a pro athlete. I was never good enough to do anything like that. But he still showed me so many ways that maybe I can use my gifts and abilities to, to, to show others. So thank you so much for, for sharing that. We really appreciate that. Um, so I guess, you know, to, to finish up here, how do you think the Bills are going to do this year? I think, the, I mean, the sky is really the limit. I mean, I think they have a foundation uh, both culturally, as far as the environment that is bred up there, you know, spiritually, you talk about comp competing, uh, the relations within the locker room, and then the talent, you coupled up with the talent. Um, they have the ability to go, I mean, obviously, when the, the, the AFC East, um, I, I think they could be a one or two seed. Hopefully, they can get the one seed so they can have, have a bye. And then be in the AFC Championship, you know, playing for uh, the opportunity to play in the Super Bowl. All right. Um, and, and, it, and there's no reason to think otherwise. And it's not, you know, even if they say it's not being, uh, you know, conceded or whatever. And I know Sean is going to try to play it back as much as he, he can. But I know he's excited <laughs> because we all, he'll, he'll we keep all him can humble. see it. Yeah, he's going to keep him humble. But he can see it. And I know he's excited and the issue to get back. And obviously this pandemic has kind of, you know, been one of those bumps in the road that you wasn't predicting. And he can't really cultivate the team the way that he would really want to but they have every single piece and they've added and they've only gotten better in the offseason and um mm. i think that team has just a great mindset and attitude about the way they prepare uh obviously i think the loss versus houston last year has, is will only fuel guys and it's really is going to come down to things that you can't control and it's going to be about mm. you know staying healthy 
you know, and maybe getting hot at the right time. Uh, because with this offseason, it's going to be a little weird initially just trying to find that that natural chemistry that would have kind of worked its way out by the way those guys practice in the OTAs and training camp. And nobody can really understand what that's going to look like. So, uh, But based on having that good foundation, having uh, continuity over the, the last three years, um, I think they will be more prepared to handle this situation than any other team. And so they can come out of the gate hot and uh, bank some games early that's going to put them in a position to to be the number one and number two seed um, and then ultimately win the, the, the AFC East. And so I'm looking forward to it. Um, I know Josh is going to continue to grow. Tremaine, um, you know, Micah, Jordan Poyer, Jerry Hughes. I mean, they added Stephon Diggs. You got the Smurfs still coming back and Smoke and Cole. And so it's – I mean, it is, they, they're good at every position. You can't look at this roster anymore and sure. say, ah, it's a hole. I mean, I had a hard time, like, where, where are they going to draft at? I mean, because it's, it's really mm. solid players everywhere, and they just really added in the trenches because you can never have enough um, guys. You know, obviously, and A.J., who's a, a very good player, very um, humble because of his dad and who his dad is, a player that's going to come in and work hard and grind and add, too. You can never have enough of those guys that can be in the trenches and really – dominate because ultimately that's where the game is won and so I'm excited for him um almost was one of the reasons why you know I wanted to maybe come back because you you can you can see the development um and then you start oh do I want to play no I feel really bad I don't even know if I can enjoy this even though I know <laughs> even though I know this team is going to be good I just I don't yeah know wait but so if a guy goes down if a guy goes down are you coming yeah and I said this, and not that they need me or anything, but it'd be, you know, if they make it to the playoffs and they need me for three games, because that's probably all I got in me. Oh, Marshawn? Yeah, you know, if you need me for the playoffs, I'll pull a Marshawn. You know, we both went to Cal, <laughs> we both from Oakland. I can come out there and give you three three games where maybe I'm a backup, play a little bit of special teams, don't play in, because I don't want to feel bad. Uh, be a leader. Yeah, you know, yeah. Guy. We've been here, guys. <laughs> hey, all you got to do and be a, a glorified <laughs> coach on the sideline, <laughs> I would come back for that. But, uh, yeah, I'm mean, just fine. I mean, I think about Mario Addison. Um, he's a great leader. I played with him in Washington. He's really been productive in Carolina. A.J. Sure. Klein got a chance to talk to meet him a little bit. He's another veteran guy. So they always talk about, you know, me and Kyle not being there. That team is not going to lack leadership at all. Um, if they are, I didn't mm. do my job or Kyle didn't do his job as far as helping other guys understand the ability that, that they have to lead. Um, and so I'm looking forward to it. They've added pieces everywhere they need it, and uh, I'm excited for the season. Oh, man. Yeah, thanks so much, Lorenzo. I mean, we could, we could talk to you all day, but, yeah, as we finish up, we just – Bjorn and I are – I know we're just so thankful, and I know our listeners in Buffalo are like, Lorenzo! You know, they're <laughs> so happy to hear from you. So yeah. – up, do you have any final thoughts just for listeners and in any regard sports faith? Um, I mean, I would always, you know, always continue to lean on God, especially during these times and, and allow your light to shine through and be intentional. I think about to reaching out to people, serving people during this time of need. Um, because ultimately that's the only way we're going to uh come together. Um just by loving on one another and holding each other accountable in those times, you know, cause there's a lot of crazy stuff, you know, with this pandemic and some other things that have come out, you know, with uh, Ahmaud Aubrey down in Georgia and other things that's this, you know, this things that continue to happen. It's like, why is this mm -hmm. happening? 
And, uh, you know, as Christians, we need to be at the forefront of a lot of these things that are happening negative and, and really show people how to love one another and, and overcome mm. maybe some of the things that they've been taught growing up, you know, you know or just been subjected to, to really change our um, society's um, segregated, I don't know, thought or just the way we live in, in a lot of different places. So those would be mm. my two big takeaways. Continue to love one another, serve one another so we can get through this time together because a lot of people are struggling. And then also hold each other accountable so we can start changing people's perception and, and, and can live a better um, life uh, together, not apart. Wow, that was awesome. I, I definitely took a ton out of that interview and have learned a lot. And uh, hopefully I can learn to just apply one of those principles or things that I learned to my life and uh, continue to learn and, and grow from here. But the man, that first verse that he said, uh, it's so powerful. Second Timothy one seven, and I'll just I'll just sort of recite it here. Um, God did not give us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Mm. And I love that Lorenzo brought that up. And just talking about how you know if we live a life of worry, fear, and regret, like that's you know that that's not what we were intended to do. Where when we're connected with the Spirit, when we have that relationship with Christ. That's when, you know, when we talk to people, relate to them, connect with them, whatever, then we can lead in love. We can lead and have the power of God with us and have a sound mind so that God can then work through us. Uh, and I thought that was just so good of, of leading with love and a sound mind and letting God transform us and work through us when we try to talk to people, relate to them, connect to them, etc. So I love that he brought up that verse and, um, yeah, that was so good. What about you, Noah? What was something that stood out to you? Yeah, that, that that's one of my favorite verses as well. It's just a great reminder, especially right now, just to not live in this constant fear of things around us, but you know, to be grounded in, in Christ's love and and just and just that it's just such a good reminder. Uh, but for me, I I loved when he just kind of talked about his three fundamental principles and just when he summarized it towards the end of just having a humble heart intentional, be intentional about relationships and serving one another. And one of my favorite things um, that he said through that, all three of those which, of which point to a fruitful life, which I totally agree. And he alluded to that. Um, but just when he was talking about humility and just having a humble heart, um, it, it makes you gain a different perspective. And, and a quote I heard the other day that I think is just so applicable to this is, a change of place and a change of pace usually equals a change of perspective. And especially right now in, in this constant loud, this constant, there's just so much going on. I think it's easy to lose your perspective of Christ, to lose your being grounded in Christ. And I think it's so good just to have all three of those things, but especially to walk in humility and be humble. Um, yeah, I, I just love that. Yeah, that, that's so good. And that, that even reminds me on a base level, like right now that's so important. But I even think just a normal, what we would say is normal day-to-day -day, weekly basis, like, you know, that, that's why, you know, God instructs us to have a Sabbath and to Absolutely. honor that day of rest. And that's, that's that day that we can rest, that we can step back, that we can maybe gain that different perspective by, by taking some time to step away from whatever maybe our normal responsibilities are. Um, yeah, that's, that's so good. And, and the, the last thing that I have is, and he touched on this just very briefly at the end there of our conversation with him, but talking about leadership 
and talking about mm-hmm. how excited he is for the Bills this year and, and how you know, much potential they have to do awesome things and talking about leadership of, you know, sometimes people say, ah, with Kyle Williams gone and now Lorenzo has retired, you know, who's going to lead this team? Right. But what he said there was, if there's no leadership on that team, then I didn't do my job. And, and I love that because that means that he gets it. And that's such a powerful leadership principle that the job of a leader is to create and multiply others to lead as well and Absolutely. to replicate yourself so that when you are gone, you know, the process can continue, that others can take your, your place and can do what you have done. And so, you know, him saying, you know, like Tremaine Edmonds, somebody that he, you know, played closely with, worked closely with in practice and everything, him saying that Tremaine is a phenomenal leader and is ready to, you know, to take that, like that's so encouraging. That means that, yeah, Lorenzo did a good job in leading Tremaine of how to lead this team. And so that's why we're super excited for this year and why Lorenzo is itching to maybe even come back for it. Pulling a Marshawn. <laughs> Get the yeah, Skittles must, out. Must be coming in that back. California blood from coming <laughs> together. <laughs> must be the, those Cal Bears. They, yeah, yeah. So football. I just think that's so good. And that's just something I want to encourage all of you listening that are leaders is to look around you and to see what leaders that you can pour into around you and to see how you can multiply yourself. And that's what Jesus ultimately did. Jesus had 12 disciples, and he even had three that were closer in that group of 12 that he poured into. And when Jesus' time on earth was done, when he went up to, to be in heaven with the Father, he gave you know the, the Great Commission. Now go out and create disciples of all nations. And he said, okay, my job on earth is done, and I have equipped you and, and led you in ways that now you can go out and make mm-hmm. disciples. And they did. And they went and made disciples and they went disciples. And now here we are and Lorenzo. And, you know, and that's, that's what we're hoping to do too. So I just would encourage you in that in your leadership positions today. And I love how Lorenzo finished with that. He just said, allow your light to shine through and show, mm-hmm. show how to love one another, you know, and that's, that's what it's about, you know? So I, I love that. So thank you mm-hmm. for stopping by. So Noah, who do we have on the sweat room next week? Oh, I am so excited, and I know Bjorn is excited. Next week, we have Buffalo Bills long snapper legend, Reed Ferguson. So here's a little bit of our interview with Reed Ferguson. Are there any sports that you enjoy besides football, obviously? Yes, huge soccer fan. Um, Oh, let's go. Love me to play some FIFA. (laughs) Um, Best in the league. I want to just go ahead and claim that position. (laughs) Um, My claim to fame is that I have beaten Reggie Bush multiple times at FIFA. Oh, I love it. Want that to be known. And remember, in the sweat room, we get it, got it, and give it. Thanks for listening to The Sweat Room, a podcast of Watermark Wesley and Church. 